Hi, my name's Imogen and I feel happy about my running life. Y'all, welcome to another episode of the Running Brunch Podcast. My name is Peter Cunningham. I'm here with... Ben Ledbetter. Hello, Ben Ledbetter. Guys, we're excited to have you on yet again to talk about running, to talk about brunch. Uh, We'll see where things go. Uh, Ben, you ran a half marathon this last weekend. I did. Finally ran the one that I've been hamming up since January. You've really been hamming it up. Yeah. Didn't run anywhere near the time I wanted to run. Yeah. But... It's okay. Yeah. I take that. Yeah. Uh, it's been, the spring has not panned out how we originally thought. We've had a lot of bumps in the road, yeah. um, a lot of sprained ankles, but uh, I still got the dub. Still took the win. That's so fun. Um, it, was, uh, it was a fun little little race. It was uh, three out and backs of four miles each, like four and change um, along the long ta- uh, lake Table Rock, I think, right by the dam. Um, and might have been Taney Como. I don't know. doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I uh, had a couple kids. Man, I had one of the funniest things I've ever heard while I was running. I haven't told you this. <laughs> this is the greatest thing in the world. So typical typical 5K half marathon local race. You got yeah. that one like high schooler, fresh out of high school or early college kid that kind of like takes the lead early. Yeah. So he goes out. You let him go? Yeah, you let him go. But he, it wasn't like he like took off. He just wanted to be not in, in the pack. Yeah, not in the pack. So there's like me, this guy who's probably like 35 or 40, and then this other kid who looks like he's like 20, 25. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's us three and then this other kid in front of us. Um, he's leading the race. He Let me describe this kid. It's very important how you get a good mental picture. Yeah. Uh, he's probably five, six, five, seven. Cool. Uh, white Hanes socks that come up just above the curve of the calf. You know, like the, uh-huh. the two-thirds calf socks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he guides that are probably four years old. Okay. Um, long, wavy, curly hair. Um, and a t-shirt that's like a quarter size too small. Okay. Uh, and yeah. And subjectively too small. Yeah. Of course. Or everyone voted at the race. We all said it. We all said it. (laughs) That shirt's too small. (laughs) And anyway, he, uh, he takes off the the race is well marked, but there comes to this one point where the trail kind of diverts into a, uh, a put in for a boat. Yeah. Clearly there's water 10 feet away from us. Kid takes a hard right. And we're like, no, we need to go this way. Yeah. So the other two guys and I keep going. And it's like, well, that kind of feels bad if he, like, falls off the pack uh, if because he took a wrong turn into a lead-in. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's not – he didn't just get back with us, so it's, like, fine. And we're like – the guys and I start talking. And all of a sudden, this kid comes up behind us, and he's like, excuse me, coming through. Excuse me. And we're like, oh, okay. He goes, sorry, guys. Had to stop and take a massive shit. <laughs> <laughs> And that just gets in front of us again by like five feet. Yeah. That's all he said. He had to be in front. He had to be in front. And it was like, he he sounded legit like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. And I was like, the guys and I just looked at each other like, did that just, did he just say, was that real? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah. So then uh, I told some buddies later that weekend and and my buddy reminded me of like the rule of three. Uh Uh, When things are done, uh, it's done done in a timely manner. Uh, in a quality manner, uh, and uh, in a like a, um, it, it can be done in three ways: time, quality, and quantity. Cool. Um, and so he says, uh, time is that, or like the thing that he wanted to do is he wanted to get back in the front. Yeah. Uh, he had to poop, uh-huh. and uh, he had to wipe. All three of those things can happen in this rule. 
Uh-huh. Uh, only two of them. Two. You get two of the three. Okay. Uh, time and quality, time and quantity, quantity and quality, no yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, that means, according to that rule, he wasn't gone long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he, he went poop. So in my mind, that is now that... One of those things that I mentioned earlier. He he got time. He got time. He was back in the pack quick. Short amount of time. Uh, and he pooped. So which would have been the uh like the quality. Uh, oh no, quantity. Quantity. Yeah. The, it, the it thing. happened yes. in its amount. Yes. But the quality <laughs> of the result may yep. have not been. Amazing. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I I didn't I just I kind of thought about that for a little bit. Um, mid race yep middle of the race mid race you're like i bet because i mean mind you at this point we're going like 7 15 pace 7 minute pace yeah. i was just i took it out to get back to the actual race i'll make it short um he eventually fell off whatever it ended up being me and this other 20 year old for probably first tw- uh, like five five or six miles um and we were we started running like 7 15 7 flat 7 flat then we started dropping 650s um and then at the turnaround, we start the 5K was starting as we were turning around. So now we're like mixed in with all these 5K kids. So we ran like a 640. And then I was like, all right, I got to start squeezing this down and see how fit this kid is. And ran like a 630 and then a 635. And I was alone at that point. And so I just kind of um, ran alone for the rest of it. And it was great. Um, ran 127.28. Uh, hold the course record now, which is fun. Um, by like five seconds yeah uh and it was great yeah uh, now i'm got i've got three other people now that i've roped into um qualify trying to qualify for boston for 2024 amazing i had a kid come in the store the other day that was like hey uh i'm gonna like the i think boston membership closes like the 11th or the 15th do you think uh, do you know any, any good like races that could qualify and i was like i don't know yeah so we started talking i was like that's i got 12 weeks i could do that so we're we starting this 12 12 week um uh, plan i've got everybody on it it's just a fit singer uh workout plan and we're just gonna do it yeah so we're gonna and, see what happens and they're like the day before registration closes day, day before registration opens day before registration yes. opens is the is race a, and what's it called again uh it's the boston boston or, boston or bus boston or bus and it's in huntsville alabama okay so it's literally like a last chance track meet but for a marathon Amazing. Specifically for Boston. Amazing. So, so you, that kid, Ashley. Uh, not that kid. No. I don't know. No, don't know who it was. He just brought up. Yeah, the he idea. just brought up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found the race later this Love weekend. It. Uh, but Ashley Kukendall, Alex B, and Nikki from all from work, and we're all yeah. just gonna we're all gonna try to qualify for Boston. Cool. Ashley and Nikki have a very easy, very much easier time than Alex and I do. Uh-huh. Alex and I have to run under three hours. Yep. And they just have to run under like three thirty or three forty five. Okay. So. Yeah. Sick. Game on. Yeah. So hopefully a lot of my long runs, I'm going to be having some headphones on my head. Uh-huh. Um, and speaking of headphones. <laughs> speaking of headphones, uh, I, you're for sure going to be able to explain this a lot better than I can. You had a, someone come in to rush the other day. I think he's a rep for both Under Armour and Shocks. And for Belega. And for Belega, socks. socks. And Shocks, not Nike shoes. Correct. Not Nike basketball oh shoes, gosh. Vince Carter. Um, but like the, At, they were previously, previously called aftershocks and then okay. they rebranded just to be called shocks. Good move. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they're bone condensing headphones. Okay. So they sit, uh, outside of your ears. Kind of on your temple. Uh, yeah. On like the, uh, yeah. whatever there's this bone here yeah. and it, sh- it sends the sound waves through your bones into yeah. your ear. So that way, while you're running, riding, swimming, whatever it is, you can still you can, hear. You are aware of having what's going on. You can be having a conversation. Yeah. Um, all while still listening to your music, your podcast, 
your whatever. It's that's they are uh, Bluetooth hands-free. They can take phone calls. Uh, you can adjust and choose your music and plus play, pause, on, off, volume, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, all from the side of your head. So. Um, and it connects. It can connect to your watch if your watch has Bluetooth capabilities. Uh, I feel like you and I have become kind of the boys who cried wolf because we joke way too often. Yep. About uh, sponsors or whatever, but this technically is like our we, first sponsor. And he said that it's like, hey, if you mention this on the podcast, we'll get you some products. And I've used Shocks for almost a year now. Yeah. I've bought in Tori a pair. I've yeah. bought a pair myself. Yeah. And it's like, well, frick yeah, I'll just. I don't, I've already I already do that. I don't yeah. even have to yeah. try. So um, he gave you gave a, gave uh, gave us two pairs. So okay. I have a new pair and you have a pair. Okay, um, that we get to use on our own, which is wow, it's so fun that we it's our first official sponsor and yeah. and we'll get to all toss them on for a run sometime soon. And I feel like also for uh, here at work, there's some times when I want headphones on, but uh, especially when I'm working on the floor at Givingtons yep. and I'm doing picking and whatnot. Uh, good that I can hear what's going on around me, but I also don't like having just one headphone in because yep. just that throws off the experience. So. Plus people feel less rude if you have it on your head. Uh, sure. Because they like they know that your ears are open and that you can hear them. Fascinating. Um, like that yeah. that uh, nonverbal communication of rudeness yep. uh, as you have two headphones in. It's like, Correct. oh, the, the sound's off right now, but they don't know that. Yeah. So I like it. Cool. Yeah. So so we've got we got shocks right here. Yeah. Party those on. Those are the those are the open run. Okay. Uh, I've got the open run pro. Cool. Uh, only difference is battery life and uh, I think one I think yours is waterproof up to a certain amount and mine's like waterproof up to a little bit more. Yeah. It's the only difference. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Pretty Amazing. sweet. Uh, ben, our guest on the show today. Pretty sick. Pretty stinking excited about yeah. this guest. We, uh, I believe Redshirt Senior just finished up her last year competing for the University of Florida. Go Gators. Chomp them, Gators. Chomp them, Gators. Go. Gators. Gators. Get, Get up, up and go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I first learned at least that that was a part of their cheer in playing NCAA, NCAA. football probably 2010 that's, or yep, so, that's somewhere a good around one. there. I don't know if it was Chris Leak as the quarterback or if it was Tim Tebow, somewhere in that realm. Technically, it couldn't have been either of those because they didn't have NAL deals there, and, but it would have been his number. Sure, it would have been number 15, yes. no name, right. and number 12, no, no name. name. Uh, both of them national champions. Yeah. Both the Go national Gators. champions. Thanks, Urban Meyer. And actually, our guest on the pod today is a national champion herself, at least uh, team-wise. Team, team national champion. Which is the same as a football national champion. Amazing. We have hailing from Australia herself, Imogen Barrett. Uh, she just came off of outdoor track nationals. Uh, results didn't go the way that she hoped they would. Okay. Um, didn't make it to finals in the 800 meter, but she's still blazing fast and and still ran a 201. 201 and doesn't go to finals. <laughs> wild, absolutely wild. Insane. Yeah, absolutely wild. So we're we're pretty second fastest time of her life and doesn't make it doesn't make it to finals. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So pretty excited to have her on the pod today. Anything else the listeners need to know about her before we bring her on? Nah, she's got a good Instagram. You should follow her. Yeah. There's some exciting things coming up with that. You yeah. should definitely follow yeah. her. Yeah, we're going to leave that just kind of ambiguous there. But yeah. for sure, give her a follow as quick as possible because actually by the time this episode comes out... It might already be done. The deed may have already been done. Oof. All right. We'll see. Let's, we'll bring, see. Her, let's bring her on. Let's bring her on. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. By the way, I'm Peter. This has been... Hello. Hi, I'm Imogen. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. You're coming from a recruiting dinner, is that right? 
Yeah, I just had just had like a little team dinner, so no dinner for me. Okay, but... that's all right. That's all right. That's right. Yeah. We uh, we just threw down some waffles and bacon and eggs. Tons of pancakes. So you guys did have brunch for dinner. We did. Oh yeah, we I've did. I still got my stack of pancakes. Stack so. of pancakes. It looks pretty good, actually. Thank you. We're Thank uh, you. this is our third week in a row going to a place here in town called a uh, Black Bear Diner. We're like pushing nice. hard trying to get them to be our first sponsors uh <laughs> yeah so it's a blast it's a blast oh well, good luck with it that was my first college dinner was breakfast for dinner we had like a freshman i don't know they got us all to go to some classroom we went there and they just had like all this breakfast food it's the Amazing. first time i had breakfast for dinner but it was good i liked well, it that's awesome so not not a whole lot of breakfast for dinner in australia i mean i feel like it's an individual person thing I just hadn't ever really done it. I don't really often, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. I'm a big like breakfast person in the morning, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do this then. I mean, it is the running brunch podcast. It is. And Uh as we've, as we found there actually is more of a tie to the running world uh, than we initially felt like there would be. I feel like a lot of people do uh, long runs and then some sort of brunch right afterwards. Um, But like, tell us uh, Imogen Bear, how do you define brunch? And what do you uh, what do you have yourself eating when you're when you're at brunch? Brunch for me is like definitely a morning thing. Um, yeah, I feel like it's like breakfast, but not it wouldn't be like an early breakfast. Like I feel like brunch is like eleven a.m. Like it's like a late breakfast. I don't know or early lunch. It's like bre- breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My I feel like it can be any like lots of different things, but. There's definitely breakfast foods like, I don't know, like toast, eggs, bacon, waffles, pancakes, all those things are like brunch things to me. My, I love French toast. Like if I'm going to make a brunch and like actually commit to it, it's definitely like French toast or yeah. like bacon. I love bacon. Yeah. Um, honestly, a bit the of French everything. toast with like fruits and whipped cream or is it just like straight yeah. French toast? Powdered sugar. French mm-hmm. toast. Yeah, powdered sugar. If I if I'm if I've fully gotten all the ingredients and done a big haul, then I'll have powdered sugar, but that's like a specialty. Yeah. Um, yeah, syrup for sure. Um, yeah, powdered sugar, fruit. I actually like yogurt over whipped cream. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like people think that's kind of random, but I love like yogurt and berries with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going just like a, a plain like Greek yogurt? Are you, is it vanilla? Is there some sort of flavor to the yogurt? I feel like it could be vanilla or Greek because I feel like the syrup, even if it's plain yogurt, the syrup kind of makes it. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fruit. Like so, for sure. And if like the fruit has juices, it's like, I don't know. It's a good, it's a good yeah. little mix. Yeah. That's probably my favorite, a- but I love all breakfast food. It's probably my favorite meal of the day. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Brunch, have, you, have you found, um, here in the U.S. compared to home, uh, if brunch is different for like most it's people, so different. No way. It's so different. How so? But I get like some places in Florida, like people have like fried chicken and waffles for like yeah. brunch. But like that, we would not have that in Australia. Have you tried um, it? Um, no, I actually haven't. Sadly, right. that's very uncultured of me. But that's all right. Um, I I've had a lot more waffles since being in the U.S., which has been a good experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I see it like at the dining hall and I'm like, I, I can't do it. Oh, no man. chicken for breakfast. And yeah, I don't think I could trust dining hall chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was really good. We're actually really lucky. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What about just like uh, Ooh, shrimp and grits? Have you had shrimp and grits yet? South thing, right? 
No, Gertz, like something about Gertz just doesn't sit right with me. I don't know why. That's okay. But, um, That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like the consistency. Um, mm. I've tried grits, but not shrimp and grits. Um, this is making me feel like I really haven't indulged in the southern food <laughs> culture. And you're and you're like going out of college now, right? Yeah. You've, you've run out of your opportunity for the south. It's okay. It's the I still have the summer summer bucket list. Okay, there you go. you're just gonna load up your summer with like southern <laughs> yeah. soul food and whatnot. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like brunch in Australia is kind of like an art. I don't know, like. So like we have like a lot of cafes that kind of just try to make the food look fancy. That's kind of the thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. How about sense. just over your, I feel like five or six years at Florida, right? Five. Five years. Uh, over your yeah. five years at Florida, tell us just kind of your your favorite or your best memory of sharing, whether it's breakfast or brunch with the, mm -hmm. the girls on the team. Well, I feel like this is kind of like basic, but honestly, like I love it. Me and the girls sometimes we'll just do brunches. We always love to do it after a big like, meet when we kind of come back and want to like reset together and I feel like we'll do like where everyone brings a plate which has been really mm. nice because you know everyone will bring one thing and then you get all the brunch foods because everyone brings something different yeah. and it's just I don't know it's so simple but it's just so nice I mean I wish I had like a funny story um I'm trying to think there's got to nah. be something you're good but um, how about, how about this uh, like that. if you find out that this one girl isn't able to make it to that brunch you're most devastated because you know that her staple food mm. that she brings isn't going to be there. True. Who's that on I, the team? I, um, I don't, I don't know. Cause I feel like it's like different every time. I don't feel yeah. like anyone has like a staple thing that they bring. It'll kind of just be like text in the group chat. Like if people just kind of say like, I've got this this time. Um, but I don't know. My favorite to have is bringing the coffee. I love coffee, so mm. that 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 will be my favorite. When uh when you're here in Fayetteville, do have you swung by Onyx at all? Or like at, when you're at SEC no. indoors? Oh my is goodness! Good, I have such a sucker for good brunch spots and coffee spots. So that's such a bummer that I've missed. We'll have that. to we'll have to send you a bag of Onyx coffee somehow because it is oh. like the best coffee that you'll ever have. Yeah, okay. yeah. I I think uh they're. They're kind of traveling worldwide and competing in competitions, and and uh, oh. one of their one of the baristas won. Uh, I think they got second place in like the international barista competition. And I didn't got... know this was a thing. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fancy, real Who boozy. Who judges the coffee? I want to be a coffee judge. Yeah, whoever, if you're bougie <laughs> enough to be the barista in the competition, just take up the bouginess to another another level, and you're you're allowed to yeah. be a judge. Yeah. <laughs> It's awesome. So no, good, I'm sure just people, job. people I, have been trained and, yeah. and lots of experience in and being able to send yeah, different notes blah, and whatnot. Blah, blah. So yeah. Yeah. We could, we could probably go on and on about some, some nerdiness <laughs> in the coffee world, but, uh, but maybe we'll just leave it at, we'll, uh, we'll send you a yeah. bag of coffee if you want it. So lovely. I can't say no to that. Party. Love it. Party. Um, when you guys got back from NCAAs, did you guys have like a team brunch or lunch or dinner or anything like that? We actually did. We got back in the morning at like 5 a.m. Our five got back really late. Straight to brunch. We went to, <laughs> we went to, um, some people ended up staying in Texas, but for like most of the girls that came back who were on that trip, um, there's a place, it's called like Spurriers, I think, in Gainesville. And it's, it's kind of like football sports themed place. Yeah, it's really nice. Classic. But, um, yeah, we went there for a, uh, a brunch and, um, yeah, 
I, that alarm, when it, when it hit, um, I'm not really a sleeping kind of girl, but we, when, after getting back at like five or 6am and then waking up a few hours later for brunch, I really had to rally, but then I got there and I was like, okay, this is, this is good. Yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah. Well, you can, uh, you can sound really knowledgeable to your, your Florida peeps when you tell them that you know who Steve Spurrier is. He, he used to be a, <laughs> a what, a head football coach at Florida back when they won a yeah. bunch of national championships. So He's the man. Yeah, it's cool. They have like all the rings and like jerseys. And I, I think they have like co- uh, all of our coaches here and they have like artwork. It's like sports themed. It's pretty cool. Love it. But yeah, they did like a big brunch there. I didn't realize they have it on weekends and you just kind of like pay per head and it's like all you can eat. And they just like have a big buffet with all the brunch food and bottomless mimosas. So that was Let's fun. Go. Let's go. Um, but Let's yeah. Go to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying you guys landed at 5 a.m and and started throwing down some bottomless mimosas <laughs> yeah well we had a few hours we did get to go okay. home and sleep for a few hours but um, okay cool yeah so yeah we were straight to it i was like all right hooray hooray <laughs> let's go well let's do this uh imogen because we'll for sure jump into and deep dive into running stuff here in a second but you're more than just a runner so tell us what's what's fun yeah. to imogen off of the track um <laughs> I love traveling. I honestly like just love going new places and I love seeing new cities. And I feel like I could live out of a suitcase my entire life and be so content. Um, yeah, I love exploring and it kind of sucks for running because I don't get to do things that I enjoy as much, as much as I love running, but I love doing th- like any like adventure stuff, like surfing, wakeboarding, like I'm not very good at all these things, but I love doing them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I would guess like, especially, you know, enjoying wakeboarding, waveboarding down in Florida. Mm-hmm. There's probably tons of that going on. Are there like lakes yeah, or even all like my friends wakeboard have parks? Boats here. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used, you, uh... I've been to wake parks back home, but I haven't really here, but definitely boats. Everyone, everyone's families here have boats. It's really awesome. I'm all for it. So love lots it. of yeah. boat days and trips. Are you uh are you a um Atlantic Ocean or Gulf Coast for beaches? Um or can you tell a difference? Like in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Florida. It is really pretty seeing the sunset on the beach. Because I came from the East Coast in Australia, it's kind of cool here because you have both so easy. You can drive an mm-hmm. hour, not like across the country. But I would say overall, like which one's on the east side? Is that bad? The Atlantic. Yeah, the Atlantic. Um yeah, I probably there's just more more nicer beaches on the Atlantic, but I that really like so. Clear Clearwater Beach. I love Clearwater Beach and that's mm-hmm. on the other side. But that ben, one's really nice. Ben uh Ben's a Jacksonville boy and so yeah. he, he's got a lot of Florida in him. Oh Jackson. No, yeah, well, no Jackson you say that <laughs> you, you uh, say that. Huh. I'm not from Jacksonville. I'm from just south, but everyone just knows. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you Jacksonville people do that react like, oh, Jacksonville. So it's like it's we were I was closer to St. Augustine. So Okay. Well, yeah, I've been there lots of immediately times, so different tone. Different tone. Ah, Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I like I like I like both. They're both they're both good. Well, yeah, they are. Different things. Love it. Yeah, Love Jacksonville's it. just not as fun. Yeah, <laughs> I almost wish that they like chose instead of Gainesville to to make UF like everything that UF, but like in St. August Augustine, so that yes. we would just have our whole college, but on the beach. I'm like, <laughs> why did we not do that? <laughs> yep, 
Yep. I mean, they've got they've got <laughs> Flagler the College, swamp. and it's I, freaking Gainesville's the worst sometimes because it really <laughs> is just like a swamp. Like I I, I say this as a Florida person, it's not as I would go. I would definitely go Gainesville over Jacksonville. I'd go probably anything over Jacksonville if I'm being mm. honest. Jacksonville is like bottom tier of places. Okay. To go. Uh, <laughs> I like but, I like Jacksonville. I don't mind it. That's okay. I don't that's, know. That's well. great. Yeah. I think I like Jacksonville better than Orlando, possibly. Oh uh, yeah, I would part. I would like the other the than Disney parts of Jacksonville. Really. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. old people down in Orlando. <laughs> let's let's kind of yeah. go uh, earlier in life. Where did you want to go? Yeah, where did um, you go first? Obviously, you're on the running brunch. You're a runner. Where did where did that start? Where did running uh, come into your life? And why did it stick around? Um, it was kind of random that I started running. I still don't really know why I started running. Um, I feel like my siblings were really into it. And I was I didn't like sports as a kid. I was really unathletic. It's actually kind of embarrassing. But um, yeah, I didn't like running at all. Like my mom used to try to get me to go like with my siblings to stay active because I wasn't really as an act like a very active child. And I'd like purposely pretend I'd forget that we had it and I'd just catch the bus home and I'd get like the phone call, like, where are you? I'd be like, oh, that's right. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it just, I just wasn't really a thing. But yeah, I just kind of like, I just kind of got into it. I had like a random like grade 10 heartbreak over some boy and I was so miserable at the time. And I actually should thank him because all I the only thing that could make me feel better was going for runs. So suddenly Amazing. I just went for runs on myself by myself, which I'd never done before. And I sucked. And then all of a sudden I started like seeing the games. And then I started beating my siblings and then I started to like it. And then I think like I actually made my first whatever regional state, whatever the team was. And then I realized like, oh, this is kind of cool. If you just run more, you can get faster. And then ever since then, I just kept, I just kept running. Well, damn, shout out to that went, guy. But yeah, right? Um, yeah, so really, that was a really good thing to have happen. Um, but yeah, and then I didn't even think I would get this much into it, if I'm honest. Um, coming to college was just a really good experience. And then I kind of just, as I progressed through college, each year like found more of like a love for it um it did take me like a while to even like enjoy it so much but um yeah I feel like college was really good for me because I never thought I would really get on in the serious side of things but I feel like I did end up getting more serious which was kind of nice but yeah if, if you told me like in like grade 10 like 16 year old Imogen well, that I'm gonna be running right now I wouldn't have to leave. I would have been like yeah. no yeah <laughs> Wow. It's a, it's incredible that you, you left, you know, hometown country to fly to not only just the U S but the other side of the U S for a excited. you weren't even like super in love with and weren't like, or, or, or were you more in love than, than maybe you're letting on right now? Like where, where were you? You're right. I was, yeah, I was really like, I didn't even know if, if I was gonna, how long I was even gonna run. I, I honestly just wanted to come because I, I was like, wow, I can run and go to Florida. Like I can, I, I remember when I found out about colleges in the US and that if you run fast enough, they'll like have you come over. And I remember being like, I'm going to move to California or Florida. Like, I want to go to California <laughs> or Florida. 
So I was just like, I'm just going to do whatever I need to do. And um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to come because like I said, I love traveling around and just like doing new things. And I was just like, this is so exciting. And then, yeah, I came here with no expectations, not expecting to get into running as much as I did. And then I definitely did get into it. Like my freshman year, I actually didn't think I would, but I got into it. And then since then, I just kind of, was more invested and I like really found my love for it. And yeah, I love it. I love track. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your, your high school to college progression has been kind of like, I was looking at your tiefers in your profile on like UF <laughs> athletics and it's kind of crazy going from one two eight in high school to now two flat. That's, that's pretty, that's quick. Um, I also like ran my high school times after I graduated in the span of like two months, because I was like, if I want to go where I want to go, I need to run a little faster. So that that wasn't even the times I was running in high school. That was like so, the times I, when I realized I needed to get to college. Wild. So had you graduated high school and not committed to Florida yet? Like, had you not run the times fast enough to get in or? Yeah, because we graduated in November. Okay, the wow. Before, the yeah. So I had oh. graduated and I had been talking to some colleges, random ones, and been like, I don't know if these are scam messages. I don't know what's going on. I didn't know much about the NCAA because like I wasn't in the running world. So I didn't know what it was. And what, then what I a, was just like. What a hilarious like niche kind of scam that would be for someone who's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to scam someone, but I'm going to pose as a collegiate, <laughs> as a D1 track coach. But I mean, we, as coaches here, oh. we kind of get the opposite side of like, is this person who's emailing us from this random country yeah. Yeah. a scam? Like we have a kid coming from. So we, we coach cross country and track at an NAIA school here in Northwest oh, Arkansas cool. called John Brown University, Peckham Eagles. Peckham. Yeah. And, uh. And yeah, we get emails. We we signed a. There's an incoming freshman from Hungary. Yeah, Hungary. And it's like, is this kid oh, legit? Nice. So we're trying to like find results for him. Like, is he actually? It's real? so hard to find international <laughs> results now that I live in America. I can't find the Australian results. I don't know. Amazing. 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 So I feel like I interrupted you. So like you, you're wondering oh, if you're getting fine. scammed by coaches, and mm-hmm. and then what? Yeah. Well. I remember thinking I talked to some other people who had been over here and then I realized, okay, this like is real. But I remember then the visits, um, like I still wasn't sure if I wanted to come to college, but I, I, I was pretty certain that like, I thought it was a cool opportunity. And then I kind of like, you know, started to run a little more and stuff. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I do need to get a little faster if I want to come to college. And then I remember going for the visits and I remember just, being so mind blowing by the fact that like these colleges were just going to fly me to visit. And I was just like, like, I was just mind blown by that. Like they're just going to get my flight and bring me to come visit. Yeah. I was like, this can't be real. Like, and, and I remember like my mom finding out that I was just like leaving on a flight to America to visit some schools. She was like, what? No, then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I, like this could, I like, I could be getting kidnapped. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <Wild>. <laughs> wild <laughs> it was really good actually like I came for my visits I had a great time and then I was just like mind I was mind blown by the facilities yeah like I mean, they're extremely like, nice. track is special back home yeah. Yeah, yeah um so yeah I got here and I was like wow and then yeah I I came over and the rest is yeah. history. 
So as, as yeah. Ben was, uh, you know, uh, alluding to like your progression continued from there. I mean, what, uh, what was it? Was it just seeing other fast girls and being like inspired to just move with them in practices? Did you change the rhythms of life? Were you sleeping more? Were you eating more appropriately? Were you, I mean, like what, what changed that made you continue to, to take off from there? Well, I think it was like a lot of factors because I did get into it kind of late and I feel like I wasn't the most talented kid when I started. I feel like from the moment I started, I had always progressed so much because I like the point I started at was so low. So even my high school coach, like the progression she had with me was kind of crazy too. If you if you think about where, if I think back to where I started when I first started running. Um, so yeah, I was kind of just really new into the sport and, not really like as I kind of didn't really know what I still don't know like why was I why was I running what was I doing but um I feel like coming to college and then coming to an environment where I think like I was just so mind-blown by the facilities and the resources and the support and this just the like the there's track fans here like people care about my like it was just kind of crazy to me the whole thing and um yeah, I think I, yeah, I had a good team. I've had really good coaches over here and I've had a lot of support and I've been so lucky for that. And I think track is exciting over here. Yeah. It's exciting going to like, even like the SEC is the funnest meet. I love <laughs> running at conference. Like, I don't know why, but it's just such a fun meet. Um, but I think it was just that I was kind of at that turning point where, I was starting to get into it a little bit more. So like, and then just coming here where I was being like kind of for, like not forced, but I, it's not like I ran for a school in high school, ran for anything. I was just randomly doing it. So then when I got here and like I'm on scholarship and I have a team and I have all these things that I'm doing it for, it's kind of different because it's like, Oh, I have to do all the, like whatever my coach says I do. So I just was doing everything my coach said. And it was a lot more than I had ever done before. So then I think my first year of college, I didn't expect to just like come out and run huge PRs. And then when I did, I, that's what kind of got me more into it. Cause then I, you know, if you run faster, you kind of get more invested. Yeah. But yeah. yeah I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, that's what, a story. That's uh, great. Um, For your, since you've been at, Florida, what has been kind of the more either consistent or something that you've struggled with throughout your time there, um, like either personally or whatever it is, and then how have you like dealt with it or how are you dealing with it? Um, I feel like I've kind of had like similar struggles that most runners have had. Obviously injuries, like that's a big one. Everyone struggles with them. Um, I actually uh, ended last track season with a pretty like, rough injury and I was running through it it got pretty bad I took six months off after nationals last year that was kind of hard um but it was also kind of nice because I got to just enjoy life and I mean yeah and like now I'm still feeling really healthy and fit um and then I also had another injury I think it was my junior year which was kind of tough because I remember I opened the season and I had been running through pain for a while so across so I'd done the indoor and and cross season through it and I opened with like PRs and I was in really good shape and I was like just getting ready and then I just 
I couldn't run anymore. So I just wasn't even running. And then I, I remember conference that year was really bad. And then it just kind of went downhill from there. But that was kind of rough, just like starting the season in such good shape and then not being able to even run in the finish. But I think that that's what kind of built a better season the year after because I was just really determined to not have anything like that happen again and, you know, like obviously make the national meet and score there. So I think that that was honestly good for me. And then I've had like lots of random, <laughs> I feel like anyone that knows me well knows my life's a little bit like a movie. I'm kind of one of those people that attracts chaos. It's not the greatest thing. But if there is like anyone who just like freak accidents or random things happen to, it's it's just it's always me like there's like I remember there was indoor uh, not this year last year I was doing my pre-meet and I don't know why I just tripped and fell on my teammate and like sprained my ankle and as soon as we called my athletic trainer like she picked up and was like I know this like this calls for imaging like I know I'm coming over to help and it's that's like the third time I've sprained my ankle the week of an NCA meet so that's like a tradition for me <laughs> you're in good company um, but there's just really all the time like i uh back 40 trail race sprained it i was jogging the start line of a marathon and i uh was like from the porta potty to the start line that's me, that's yep. me. off the curb crack broke literally broke my ankle it was great yep. you didn't run right or did you run no no it, <laughs> no, it was yeah. the, that was the one time i didn't just get up and keep going because yeah. by the time that i had rolled over it was already a baseball but so, ben's ben's first thought after he rolled his ankle wasn't, was oh no my ankle it was was oh i swear if i tore my vaporfly threes i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> <laughs> run of priorities yeah For real. They were like, like first first day out yeah, them, right? i hadn't even run in them yet it was like lace them oh. up fresh for the race and then i <laughs> trip and i was like i swear if i tore my shoes and i looked down there's like some fringe but it thankfully it's just like the cushioning is a little bit like they the paint's tall. off no all good there we go okay i'm glad to hear i'm glad to hear <laughs> my biggest problem isn't the sprained ankle i don't care about that but getting my spike shoe on because that that thing will be like a golf ball yeah and then i'm like yep. how am i supposed to get my shoes on to race tomorrow <laughs> like icing it like rubbing it like come on <laughs> Did you race the next day with the with the baseball ankle? Oh yeah, I've raced I've raced with all of them. It's just killer. At this point, it's just not even Yeah. It's, it's only two just, minutes. It's just part of the it's part of the, Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. further incentive to go sub two. It's right. like if if I go sub two, it's less time on the hurt ankle, right? <laughs> it won't hurt as bad. I need to start thinking that. But um <laughs> this one's actually kind of funny. This is probably I still get made fun of it all the time. My like weirdest freak accident that I had. Um, there was like one cross country season, which is fine because not a cross runner anyway, um, where thing after thing, and this was, I was coming back from the stress injury and I just like, I'd gotten COVID, I'd gotten the flu, I got in a scooter crash. I, <laughs> there was like so much stuff. There was like so much stuff that had happened to me. It just every week I'd walk into the training room and be like, you won't believe what happened this week. Anyway, I had just gotten back from all, like, I hadn't been cleared in a while. There was thing after thing. I think it was something else I'm forgetting. And I'm in the weight room. And, yeah, I remember it was my first, like, week back after a while. And we have, like, these cubbies and there's ones that are really tall and then ones that are really low. And I was bending down to, like, the bottom cubby and putting my stuff in. And then something just hits me on my head and, like, 
it was really hard. I thought it was a big metal water bottle filled with water. It was a phone. It was someone's phone. It split my head open and I got a concussion. And it was someone's phone, like just their iPhone. And I still don't believe to this day that an iPhone can do that much damage, but it can. Um, and yeah, so then I got a concussion and, you know, like the NCA concussion protocols. So then yep. I had to go through all that. And yeah, I, I remember I was just like bleeding out. And I was like, this isn't from a phone. I just can't accept this. But yeah, that's probably the weirdest one. And I still like my weight coach, like Matt, he'll still, when I put my stuff in my car, he's like, hey, Emo, like, look out for the phone up above. Like, don't let the phone drop. Like, he'll still always give me crap for it. And it's been years. You get like iPhone trauma. Anytime yeah. you see one, you kind of like flinch a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I'm scared. Like when I'm like laying in bed, I'm like, don't drop it. You could get a concussion. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'd be handing you a helmet every time you walked in the rate room to put your stuff in your cubby so you yeah. could like protect yeah. yourself. We're going to get her out of here healthy today. Give her, give her a football helmet as she walks in. Here you go, Imogen. Here's your football helmet. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I need to be wrapped in bubble wrap. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about this? So you're you're primarily, at least to my knowledge, 800 meter, 1500 meter runner. Mm-hmm. What's it like different than your other cross country teammates who are coming off of cross country season, shifting more towards uh, indoor 3K or indoor 5K or into outdoor like you know 10K? I mean, like Parker Valby doesn't have to worry about mm-hmm. maintaining crazy top end speed as she's coming out of cross country season what are the pros or cons in your mind uh coming out of cross country into shorter distance stuff well i only really did cross country for my first few years of college when Solinsky was here and then now i train under coach holloway so we kind of did different stuff with that so when Solinsky was my coach and we did more longer stuff he was really good at incorporating speed in cross country so even though i would be doing more aerobic stuff and training with the team and with the girls and we would do everything together we still would have like elements of speed so it was never a crazy transition I'd always still be touching on it and then like obviously as we transitioned I would do shorter stuff or like more 815 specific stuff whereas someone like Parker would still keep doing like 3k 5k specific stuff but we'd still always touch on like the speed whether it was just like hill sprints or like 200 a couple rolling 200s after like a run or something and then um I didn't really do cross country um once I started I actually like would say I was more focused on the 1500 um my first few years of college and then when I transitioned to the 800 um I stopped kind of doing the cross training yeah um and just like like kind of did more 800 specific stuff um but I didn't run this fall because of the injury I had. So I actually didn't do anything. So gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. It's been like every year's looked kind of different for me. So I was going to ask like, what's it like um, coming into an indoor season, having not uh, spent the fall competing just like both meant for mental sake and also physical sake, just, I haven't been competing for a while. And I guess you're saying you weren't, you weren't doing anything since you were coming off of an injury. Is that right? I think I, this is actually another funny story which ties into what I just said. So I was dealing with uh, Achilles and foot issue and it was on my left side and I finally got cleared to run and I hadn't even been able to cross train for a long time without pain. So I was really, there was, I think like a good three months that I just didn't do anything except for rehab stuff, like exercises. And then I was able to do some cross training. And then I finally, October, was able to um, 
start progressing back to running on like the boost slash ground. And I got my first week of ground running. I had my first ground run. I, I drive a moped and it was broken. So I was borrowing my friend, my roommate, like electric scooter or whatever. And it was to drive to the van because we were le- the team was leaving for like a soft surface run. And it was my first run back on the ground. And I'm like so happy back to running. It's been like five months at this point. Well, whenever outdoor NCAs was. And then on the way home, I think the scooter's off. And I go to like pick it up the stairs and it just takes off. And it whacks me in the back of my good Achilles. And I didn't think anything of it, but the next day I woke up and I couldn't walk. And I was like, oh no. And I think I like damaged the bursa and then something was, something else was damaged. And then I got a bone bruise. So then I had to have another few weeks off. And then it was like November time. So I was like, I can't believe my good Achilles. I just hurt my good Achilles. My first day back to running on the ground. So that was so annoying, but we got there in the end. Um, but sorry, I'm like, I've been through so many different changes to answer your question. Um, honestly, I kind of was a bit scared because I've never gone since coming to college. I've never gone longer than a month without running, but I kind of just, it was when I just like went back to running, I just like pretended I was fit. Like I just told myself that I was in shape and I just, just did the workouts. I just started doing them and I was just like, I kind of just pretended the last six months didn't happen. Like I just finished outdoor track. I don't know. It was really mental. And then I, I think people like forgot because sometimes like people would be like, remember all those workouts we did in the fall? And I was like, I I didn't run in the fall. Like I didn't do anything. And then, yeah, I kind of just like pretended I was fit and it just kind of worked. Like I just suffered for like a few weeks and really suffered through workouts. And then I went to Flagstaff in the winter break, which was really good because like, the altitude, you know, it's like a little band-aid after not running for so long. But um, yeah, and then I came off of that. But I do think like it was, I did get into shape really fast because I only started running like the end of November. And then I opened up, I ran a PR in indoor, early in indoor. And I was really surprised, like a lifetime PR. And I was like, I've run for six weeks. How is this possible? And then like by conference and nationals, I, I had really, really bad races. So I think I just like, worked too hard too soon and was a little impatient but it was a good lesson (laughs) yeah yeah that mentality of hey i'm just gonna work out like i'm fit and let's just go does that come naturally yeah i think for me like missing cross wasn't really a big deal i didn't know if i was even gonna do it anyway um since i'm more of a trap girl so that didn't really bother me but I guess like for me, I'm someone who can really enjoy myself outside of the sport and I have lots of other things that make me happy, which I think is why balance is so important so that this sport's never going to go perfectly and no matter how hard you work, sometimes things happen out of your control, which is why I do think it's really important to have balance because um, like being able to be happy outside helps you navigate these obstacles so much easier because they don't honestly feel like obstacles as much um because it doesn't take away happiness from you yeah. so for me um I honestly just kind of saw it as as much as I was upset about it and like wanted to be running and was kind of stressed in the back of my mind I kind of just shut that part down and took it as an opportunity it was my last year of college and other times I've been injured there's 
I've just taken out opportunities like we're on so much of the year as athletes and we're using every day to work hard and do everything we can to be better. And like, that's how I am when I'm training. So having something out of your control happen where you get time to work on other areas and aspects of your life sometimes can be a blessing in disguise. And I kind of just saw it as honestly, like I can't do anything about the cards I've been dealt. So I may as well just enjoy everything else I have around me. I had a really fun fall. I, just embraced being like a regular college student for a while. Um, I had lots of fun and I just really enjoyed other areas of my life that I knew I wouldn't be able to enjoy as much once season came around. And I honestly just did that and didn't even think. I just tried not to even think about track or what all the what ifs or anything. Sometimes you've just got to shut off your brain, I feel like is better. Because as soon as you start to think, you, it just like you'll just go to places that's just you making up you just go on so many tangents it's just not necessary but I didn't really even think or focus on it and then it was like all right I can't do anything about this once I'm healthy then I can think and focus on what I need to do to be better or back to where I was um so that was kind of my mindset and then of course I did like flip the switch as soon as I was back on the ground and able to run again and yeah it was kind of hard but I kind of like the challenge of just being so unfit and having something to work for again because it is fun because when you're fit, you don't see your progression as much. Like once you're in shape, it's kind of smaller things. But it was kind of fun going from like just dying to, you know, each week I would like be getting significantly better. So I kind of liked the process and challenge of that. And it kind of like made me come in with a little more motivation because I was like working through something. Um, I feel like I didn't really have to like really try to have a good mindset about it. I kind of just did and just tried to not like focus on it or talk about it that much. Like, yeah, I mean, I was just really grateful. Honestly, it taught me a lot of things and um, I learned a lot of things in that off time. And I, yeah, I had a lot of great experiences outside of track, honestly, that I'm really thankful for. And I think I'm healthy now and I'm happy now. And I, got through this season without ever like getting to that point of fatigue or noticing little things come up because I'm still very fresh and I feel like everything happens for a reason so that's just kind of my mindset for everything in life and it really helps I love it it's awesome that's amazing yeah with kind of the season wrapping up um do you have like are you going to try to make the world championship team I mean yeah that's my goal I want to um yeah I'm hoping to do some summer races and just keep racing and test myself and yeah I I hope to make it and I hope to run fast I think I can but either way it's going to be good to just get more racing experience and just like I said I'm happy and healthy so I may as well keep running there you yeah. go yeah That's awesome uh before we go to repeats uh-huh. uh okay <laughs> uh, just uh, you're just not coming off of outdoor nationals and I wanted to kind of hit on that um like tell us kind of with secs not being what you wanted them to be with regionals not being what you wanted them to be what was kind of expectations going into nationals for those that are crazy and don't watch uh outdoor nationals sadly imogen you didn't make it out of uh, prelims and didn't make it into finals in the 800 uh what were expectations and how did you kind of respond to not making it to finals i guess yeah the last few races have been kind of rough but um right i mean I think like with conference was okay. I doubled. So I just, and I was coming off the flu. So I was just tired. And honestly, considering the circumstances, it wasn't even the worst meet. Um, But yeah, regionals was really not good. And that threw me off guard. Um, I kind of just reminded myself that like each day is different. And like, that's not necessarily a reflection of your shape more just like that I didn't execute well. And like, I talked to my coach about it and 
gave me some really good advice and like helped me get through the next few weeks of training feeling confident which was a big thing um because obviously I was in shape I knew that from my workouts it's just that that one race didn't reflect it um but yeah I'm not really sure what happened um but yeah so kind of going off of that like I said that was the main thing was just like having some workouts to boost my confidence and just kind of just trying to shut it out I kind of just try to shut out bad races unless there's something you can learn from it if you can't learn from it I feel like it's just gonna get in your head and make you think you're in bad shape when you're not so I kind of just try to forget about bad races because I know this sport like sometimes I've had the worst races of my life and two weeks later I'm on a PR and it's like what so I just kind of try not to take it too seriously just try to learn something from it Um, but going into nationals I still had big goals I kind of gathered myself after SECs and I reminded myself of times where I'd had really bad races and then come back and had races in my life and I was just like you know you're in shape you can and I kind of just said like you know I this is one thing I told myself going into nationals is I was just like you know what even if things aren't going how they want to go maybe you're just going to have to dig a little deeper or feel something you haven't felt to get to a place that you want to get and I just was kind of prepared with that mindset just like I'm just going to go in and just give it everything I have. And like, I can only give my best. And, and I mean, with the prelim, it, it was frustrating. I was, I obviously thought I could be in the final. That was the goal. I wanted to compete in the final to place. Um, That was like what I was there to do. Um, Fell short of that. It was frustrating because I feel like the prelim, I did give it my all. And I feel like I ran well and it, it was just kind of hard not making a final when I did actually have a good day. Like I ran 201 and I didn't yeah. make the final. So yeah. I was like, that was my second fastest time of the season, honestly. Yeah. So I was like, it wasn't even that bad. I mean, there were things I could have done better and I wanted to be in the final, but yeah. which is kind of the way that the races panned out. And I mean, I, I was upset obviously, but there wasn't, I couldn't have done anything else. I gave the race everything I had. So yeah. And honestly, I mean, you were, yeah. you were in great position with 200 meters left and any other day just, uh, you, you finished well and, and the pack in front of you, I feel like what, there was maybe five or six in front of you and, and they just finished well also, like you just normally, yeah. you could easily just come like around them as well. The competition was just really good. Like, yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was kind of tough. I knew I was going to have to like compete my butt off and I knew that my prelim was going to be fast because of the way it was seated. There was the number one, two, three, four seed in the country all in my prelim. That's rough. So I knew, I, uh, I knew like, okay, even if you're not in an auto spot like this, heat's going to have, I, I honestly knew that everyone from that heat would go through for the small cues. So I kind of had that mind, my, that mindset going in. Obviously I was still trying to just compete to win. Um, but yeah, I kind of knew it was going to, I didn't expect it was going to be too flat to 201 and 201 would still get out. Yeah. But I mean, it was a good experience to just be prepared for anything. Um, but I mean, it just shows how competitive the NCA is. It's kind of wild. cool. Wild. It is crazy that 201 crazy. doesn't get you to, doesn't get you to finals. It's mm-hmm. yeah. crazy. Um, it was kind yeah. of crazy. <laughs> so kind of just following that up, we're going to go into this thing that we do as it's called repeats. Uh, we do this with all of our guests. Um, what we do is we shoot off quick questions. You shoot off quick answers. Uh, Peter's got our first question. Love it. This is actually from a coworker of mine. I was talking to today. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I'm, I'm, uh, we're hopping on the podcast with the girl tonight. What should I ask her? And so the most important of questions, the most yes. important, he wanted to know if you had to, um, 
if you had to pick one of these movie franchises to no longer be in existence and they have never existed and they have never existed and the other movie franchise will exist for the rest of all time and making more and more which one would you choose the two movie franchises are the fast and furious franchise and the transformers franchise I would get rid of Transformers. Get rid of the Transformers franchise. <laughs> well, well Donovich and Bear. And that's repeat number one. Great ben, question. You go. All right. Uh, this is kind of a personal thing. No, uh, when I say personal, I mean, I just want to know, are there differences in parts of Australia like there are in the U.S.? Like if you go to like Queensland, Victoria, and New South Wales, is it like going to New Jersey, Florida, Texas, and California? I'm impressed that you know the states, first off. And no, I feel like the <laughs> geography. Um, I feel like the states and the personalities are all the same. I was kind of it's kind of crazy when you come to the US how I mean, if if you go to Miami, it's like going to another country versus yeah. like, I don't know, Arkansas. It's true. <laughs> so it is kind of crazy. Every state is so different. Um, we don't really have that. I feel like, okay, you guys have like franchises like your food spots and like shops and stuff like you can travel to almost any state in the u.s and there's like a chipotle or like there's the there's a walmart i don't know correct me if i'm wrong but like from my understanding like each day like we don't really have that as much i guess our grocery stores are the same but everything else like food spots um like we don't really have franchises as much but in terms of like personalities and like characteristics like i'd say australians from each state are I mean, obviously we have our niches and like people have their reputations, but I'd say everyone's pretty much the same versus like how different the U.S. is. What if you like hop across that? Because I know those are all like East Coast cities mm-hmm. and like states, yeah. but you go to like like the West side of Australia where Western there's like a Australia. one like one random city that's over there in that bottom right-hand corner. Uh, yes, yeah. I knew it was starting with a P, but yeah. I, couldn't, I was going to say Perky, but that's not it. That's not <laughs> that's <something laughs> close. Yeah. It's now Perky. From now on, it is Perky. Are they kind of like, are they like traveling to Arkansas? Because I imagine them being like across the outback and like being in like the South. So I imagine they're like the Arkansas of <laughs> Australia. <laughs> I would say like Australians honestly only really live around the coastline. So if you drive inland anywhere off of a coastline, it's going to be like that. But um, any, any coastline is pretty populated. Like Perth is, I mean, it's not as populated as like Sydney or Melbourne or Brisbane, but I mean, there's still a city there and there's still like things to do. Um, And I'd say like the nature, is really appealing um but i would say our cities that are like like i don't know why our capital canberra it's like in the act it's so random and like i would never take a trip there like i don't even know what's there and then i don't know i've never been to southern australia or northern territory but i just don't really feel like there's lots going on up there or down there i feel like if the east and west coast are like the best parts and then anything like here is just yeah yeah up and down except for um canberra is kind of like on this east side but um yeah it's i think they just put it there i don't really to make a capital city Uh, i think like i don't know if this is a myth but i think like melbourne and sydney were like fighting and they just made a state in the middle or a city in the middle (laughs) i'm pretty sure i might be wrong it is compromised but yeah Yeah, Yeah, i I watched a lot of overlanding videos and so there's like videos of them going through from like one side of the country to the other side. This was like a couple of years ago and I was super into like 
off-road vehicles nice. or whatever. Um, nice. And it's like just some, there's some wild stuff that you have to like cross to get from this each side of the country. It's like here, it's like, oh, I just take the interstate from Texas and you drive yeah. for 12 hours and you're yeah. still in Texas. Because <laughs> there's nothing in the middle of our country. Right. Like you can just be driving. It's not like, I feel like it's kind of cool how the states in the middle where there's not as much stuff, they're still really built up. Like you could mm-hmm. still get a city or like, Lots of stuff going on there. Except Nebraska. Yeah. All corn. <laughs> Never <laughs> um, been, but next three piece. Uh if Instagram isn't lying to me, then I feel like you should be missing an eyebrow right now. Is that true? <laughs> Is that you? And why do you have two eyebrows right now? Well, we actually was gonna do it today. Parker has been writing a huge essay. She's in some writing class. Um, but it is happening. Um, I think I just saw her and I said to her, okay, see you tomorrow. Um, I'm obviously trying to avoid it, but she, um, yeah, it was the promise I said to her. Well, okay. I got to say, we did exaggerate a little bit. It's it's not my whole eyebrow, but I have to get like a slit okay. through the middle. I mean, so I feel it's, like, it's, I mean, I feel like on the really running that. brunch podcast is the time, to, time to get the lines in the eyebrow. To do the slit, I can't do it without her though because we'll call her up, it was- Parker. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. I'm coming through on the deal. <laughs> now we want to interrupt her essay. She's, she's she, yeah, true. She's been a busy girl. She's actually my neighbor. So, Love um, but um, yes, I said to her. Which I knew she was gonna win, so I don't know why I said it, but I was just trying to like get her in a good mood. No, it's know, just one of those things. Feel good, run good. I was just like, whatever. So we just walking through Austin, and I don't even know how it came up. Yeah, we were just talking about it, and then, and then I don't know why we would. Uh, we were we were with another friend, and we were like, "What do we have to do if if you win?" And then we made punishments, and mine was like fish my eyebrow and then we were like like okay if you don't win you have to slit yours let's go so <laughs> it was actually really funny because i guess she was thinking about it because she finished that race and ran straight over to me yelling eyebrow eyebrow you're like no so take it stop i have to commit well i was i didn't even realize she did that i was just so happy in the moment like yeah. i was crying i was yeah. just like oh my gosh she just won an nca Amazing. title this is crazy I was feeling all of the emotions for her. And then I didn't realize until I was coming back around the track later. And then I had that moment where I saw her and I was like, oh, shoot, I have to, I have to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a, I I stick to my words. So yeah. I yeah. knew it's going to happen. But um, yeah, I'll send you an updated photo. You'll probably see on Instagram. I'm sure I'll post it, you know, yeah. the storyline. Bring it on. Um, Bring it on. But yeah, that was the bet. And she won. Imagine her just like coming down the finish line, pointing at you, scratching the eyebrow. (laughs) No, she went here. Oh, of of course. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Gotta get her trumpet ready. I should have had it ready. Just just buzz as she comes over. (laughs) Yeah, I actually. uh, it was like two or three years ago, we were at cross country nationals out in, uh, Vancouver, Washington and dinner the night before. And I said, to our number one girl, I said, Hey, if you go all American, I will eat this entire can of sardines. And, uh, and she was like, okay. And so I bought the can and we made the deal. Like if, if, if she didn't make all American, then she would have to eat the can of sardines. And, and, uh, sadly for all of us, but thankfully for myself, uh, I did not have to eat the sardines. So, uh, she, she did not make all American and, but thankfully she, she did, uh, the next two years, but 
So sometimes That's it's good. just fun to have a little extra incentive, right? That's kind of sad though, because if you have like a bad race day, you're already down bad and then you have to scoff down a can of sardines. <laughs> like <laughs> I just feel like you're just down and down yeah. so bad. I think she but was much more up. okay with it than I was. <laughs> I think I need to start doing things like this before my races because yep. I feel like watching people on our team will randomly do stuff like this or like randomly be like, I'll give you 20 bucks if you run this yeah. time at this yeah. meet or do this. And I feel like it, just, it would be really motivating to not have to do a punishment. Like in that moment, you're like in the race, you're, you're feeling the burn and you just think about like your eyebrow coming off. Just like get that extra gear. Oh yeah, I feel like if it was an entire eyebrow too. I mean, like I feel like a, just a little yeah. slit. You're you're okay. A slit's not bad. Cool. A slit's not bad. It's actually gonna but, look um, cool. Yeah. You think? I, I think not so. Too keen. Yeah, it's I'm gonna look not cool. Excited for it. I just I feel like I'm just not a slit girl. But if you guys say it's cool, I'll. Uh, I sure think that cool. is it. You're are we mirrored? Yeah. I think it's that right hand side. Yeah, you're gonna, gonna be. You're gonna look fine. Look really good. You're gonna look fine. Yeah. Um, so being from Australia, um, do you have, well, one, do you have any siblings? Mm -hmm. I have a younger brother and sister, Ruby and Jack. Oh, shout out to them. Um, shout out to Ruby and Jack. Let's go. Do they watch Bluey at all? No. Should I watch Bluey? I don't even know. You should watch. Is that an Australian thing? It is. It It sounds like an Australian thing. American Australian thing. No, it's an Australian thing. Okay, Like Bluey. Okay. I'm like. Louie? Uh-huh. Is it a show? It is. It's a kid's show that's not a kid's show. It's but not in the weird way, not a kid's <laughs> sure, show. Sure. It's it's uh it's put on by these Australian people. Uh is it this? Can you oh, see it? Blurred. Oh, one hundred percent. That's right. I've never seen this before. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus. It's the greatest show you'll ever see. Um, and I've learned a lot. Did you about guys Australia. grow up watching this? Did you No, no, it's new. This? It's new. Ben has kids. Oh, yeah, yes. I have friends who have well, kids. Okay, that's why. <laughs> you know, we're kind we're... of out of my era. My my. Oh yes, of course, era. of course, <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, that's just so a funny. poor assumption that because you're Australian, you know everything Australian. <laughs> yeah, like all the children's cartoons. <laughs> right, of course, like, of course. I mean, maybe if it was around when I was a kid, but yeah, I've never heard of that. H two O though. H two O was my show. Yes, playing okay. mermaids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. H2O was big here too. I don't know it. Yeah. Mm, what? Now. People it's love saying H2O references. Like people would think, no, Cleo. And I'm like, it's <laughs> not how it sounds. But... Uh, next repeat. Uh, Florida has a lot of sweet gear in their track program. Mm-hmm. It's race day. You've got lots of different colors and combinations you could choose from. Uh, if you know, you've got the black kit, the black top and bottom. You got the all white. white. You've got maybe the, the blue, blue with the striped bottoms. What mm-hmm. what's what's fast yeah. Imogen wearing? Oh, I really like our old uniforms. I, the new ones are cool, but our old ones had gator prints on them, and they were just so cool, like with the gator prints. Um, so and now it's stripes, but they still have the gator on it. But the gator skin was really cool. Yeah. Um. Well, I'd like to say white because we we do have a tradition. So white is always our championship final day. So whenever, sometimes at nationals, our men get the speed suits, but for our women and for SECs, um, like on the final day, we always we always wear white. And then normally in the prelims, we'll wear blue or black. We used to wear orange, but that's kind of faded out now. We haven't done orange the last year, the last two years, actually. I haven't done orange since my junior year, but um. 
Yeah, I want to say white is because okay. that's always like a championship final. We're always in white for a championship final. So I feel like if you're in a championship final, it's a good thing. I yeah, it. I think the only people that can pull off white are the fast people. If, if you're <laughs> if you're like a like in when it, like high schools in Florida, some of them have white kits, and it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. either you're a fast team, or it's like uh, you guys Should you need to buy new uniforms. You can't wear white. Interesting. Maybe that's why they chose it. It's kind of cool because you just always know you'll be in white for the for the final. So that's you always sweet. hope you're wearing white when you go to the meet. Yeah, that's fun. Sweet, that's fun. Next um, if you where's like the one place in the U.S. that you haven't visited that you want to? Oh, good question. Um, I've actually been fortunate enough to see a lot of the U.S. So, um, oh, Alaska. I really want to go to Alaska. I haven't Love been it. to Alaska. Love it. To go so, hiking. Yeah. What are you wanting to do in Alaska? Everything. Um, I've heard that going on like a cruise through Alaska is a great experience. Yeah. So that, but. Um, honestly, I haven't like looked as far into even planning a trip, but I know it's on my bucket list. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, hiking, skiing, any, whatever there is to do that. I want to see the, the light if I can, um, see all the nature, honestly, anything there is to do there. I, I want to do. <laughs> Amazing. Sweet. Amazing. Next repeat. You've been waving it around. It's our, it's our official unofficial sponsor of this episode uh what's your lip gloss that you got right there it's it's our uh, sponsor for the episode um, tell us all about it um i actually have it on the table yeah um it doesn't have a brand on it which unbranded you know, boy that's that perfect unbranded. for uh our episode sponsorship <laughs> so um yeah we'll call it the image and lip gloss um Let's yes. go. i actually don't have like a go-to lip gloss i actually don't really normally use lip gloss not normally i actually use on my lips Poor pore, which is really common in Australia. We have this like poor pore ointment, which is like, I feel like every Australian just carries it around. It's this little red bottle or container and it's just like poor pore, like the fruit. I yeah, think that's yeah. what it's made. Of. It's uh-huh. a fruit, right? Yeah, it's made from that. And I feel like every Australian has one and you can use it for everything, like chafing, burns, but I like always use it on my lips. And like in school when it's like winter and everyone has chapped lips, they have their little pawpaw. Um, and yeah, everyone carries it around. But yeah, um, ran out of the pawpaw recently, got to go home. But yeah, I have this, this is like very lip glossy for me, yeah. but normally yeah. I just like a little like lip balm or something. But yeah, this was kind of random. I'm trying to like use up all the random stuff I have laying around because I'm about to like leave. And I found this the other day. So I've been like using it just because. Yeah. Imaging. It on so, it. The Imaging yeah. lip gloss. Pulling awesome. it out from the old, I don't know, the depths in my drawers. Right. But we're going to use it up. <laughs> so, so I wonder if uh, Morgan McDonald and Ollie Hoare know about <laughs> Paw Paw. <Pawpaw. laughs> put on their lips. I, I bet they do. I bet they do. And if they don't, I have some words for them. <laughs> I feel like every Australian knows what Paw Paw. But yeah, okay. I was going to even say, because I think it came from my state originally. Um, but the there's a girl on our team from Melbourne, um, Lucinda, and she has Paw Paw ointment with her everywhere. So I think it's a nationwide okay. thing. Okay, okay. I mean, well, everyone had it. Like, everyone got, who I grew up with always had it. And, like, when I go home, it's, like, one of my first essential bring back to the States. I don't know why it's so basic, but I love it. Everyone yeah. loves it. It works. It's like Burt's Bees, but in uh, Australia. Yeah. Um... Yeah, yeah. It's the Australian <laughs> version of Burt's Bees. But, yeah. What's next for Imogen? So you're, you're graduating. You're not running at UF no, anymore. Passionate. What are you, so what are you allowed to tell us of like 
your potential professional ongoing career? Um, well, I don't have like anything crazy in the works right now. I'm kind of just sorting everything out. I would like to run off to college. Um, yeah, so that's the goal. That's the plan. I'm just getting everything together. I'm sure you guys will find out eventually. But for now, I just I do want to race this summer. Um, I obviously want to qualify for world champs, hopefully. We'll just get some experience either way. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just do that and then hopefully finalize things. But I'm not I'm not really sure yet. But I know I want to run. I, I did decide that I my my relationship with running is just really taking off. So yeah. nice. Amazing. Uh all right, my last repeat. Yep. Uh, that was I'll take that as my last one. Sweet. So we're gonna send you a bag of coffee. Oh, when, thank when, you. when we do, what's uh -huh. your preferred way of preparing it? And tell us one teammate that you would want to share that form of coffee with. And since since her name's already been said, you can't uh, use Parker Valby. Uh, that she's was already who it was going to be. Then, then how about you get you get two teammates? Well, you get she's my go-to coffee. She's my go-to coffee. So you get, you get Parker with you and then one other teammate, just so you can have another shout out. Uh, so how are you preparing it? And uh, and who, who else other than there? Parker? I already mentioned her on this, but hands down Lucinda. Love She's it. a freshman on the team. Um, yeah, it's always gonna be good a good combo and good laughs with Parker and Lucinda. Um, so I have, I guess, I don't know how to like turn off the blur or if this yeah. is like a built-in thing. I'm not the best with technology. That's all right. Um, oh, you can turn it off. Okay, already well done. So Ooh. my roommate has like a little espresso machine. Cool. So um, I would prepare it with this. I actually got really lucky because I abuse this thing and she said to me the other day she was like what are you gonna do when you leave and you don't have this espresso machine yeah and then someone gave me the exact same espresso machine so it's just like waiting for when i leave <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing so i'm just gonna take that with me when i leave um but i don't know depending where i go that's like one of my first big purchases when i leave college is i'm getting like a good espresso machine because yeah. yeah i just love coffee so um yeah i'm lucky to have that so that's how i'll be preparing it um nice yeah. are you are you making like a cappuccino are you just going straight Ooh, espresso straight are you are you putting syrups in there are you just i really like milk i love like milk in my coffee um so i yeah i love like a cappuccino for yeah. like a hot coffee i love like a flat white or cappuccino um and then, I mean, if it's hot, I have to have like an ice latte kind of basic. Yeah, but yeah. And then, like, yeah, I just like my coffee, like espresso with like milk. Um, cool. But I, I also love like putting honey in my coffee. I love honey in uh -huh. coffee. I've been I feel uh, like that's kind of random. No, when but it's, it's so uh, good, I love it. When it's a hot day for me, I go uh, iced oat milk latte with a little bit of honey in there. Mm. Golden. Yeah, yeah, I, I love just the honey. I'm just getting creative coffee. with it. <laughs> Yeah. Right, coffee, respect. I feel like, like in the, the like, and people like in the summer, it always gets really uncomfortable because in the winter, they just assume that you want your coffee hot. Yeah. And then in the summer, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, do you want that mocha ice? It's like, no, just I want it scalding hot and it's 90 degrees outside. I'm going to take it to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like prefer like espresso and milk, like a good, like hot coffee. But yeah. in Florida, some days you just can't do that. So I yeah. feel like I'll, it, it really depends on the weather for me, but cool. I like both. Cool. 
I like getting interesting with food, like just putting random flavors in. Yeah. Sweet. Well, it's good to hear just kind of like how you're going to prepare it and what form and what you're going to mm-hmm. put in it. Cause that'll help us decide what type of coffee okay. we're going to send you yep. from Onyx. So yep. we'll have to get y'all okay. on and share and- the same bag with you. Uh, <laughs> whenever, whenever y'all drink it, we'll sit down all five of us. Amazing. Share the okay. coffee. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get with Senior and Parker over for a little coffee date. Done. We'll, yeah. We'll get it yeah. on the calendar. We stuck. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we can, yeah, get creative with it. Amazing, amazing. Well, sweet. Well, Imogen, thanks for hanging with us. What a blast! You're a you're a fun guest. Thanks for being yeah. sweet. You're awesome. Thanks, thanks for, coming for having me. Yeah. yeah, I really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your evening. We thanks. will. You we as will. well. Thanks. See you, Imogen. All see right. You. See ya. Have a good one. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Cool. Party. Uh, are these mine? Yeah. And I'm going to grab your shirt before I forget. Charger. Uh, let's play Mario Kart one more time. Yes. And then we'll clean up. But I'm going to grab your shirt before I forget. Okay. 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 I'll get the game set up. I don't forget. Um, bro, she was tight.